everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody happy wednesday already it's weird when there's a monday holiday i'm all screwed mm -hmm. up all week like oh, what day is it it's I know. wednesday <laughs> how is me that too. possible i don't know me too and there's the part of me that's panicking inside because i'm like it's already Wednesday. We have a show on Sunday. Oh my God. And then I have to remember like you've made a lot of stuff and it's going to be fine. It's going to be what it is. And there's several more fairs already this year that you're already booked for. So if you don't, right. haven't made it now, you'll make it then like you're fine. Right. But we'll yeah, see. I'm doing the, the week before fair panic and I'm trying <laughs> to talk myself out of it. It's also my 26th wedding anniversary. Yes, it is. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. We Started dating when we were 14 and got married when we were 19. And here we are, a million yeah. years old now. <laughs> oh, Jenny, we're thrilled that you are here. And we will never make fun of your weight because, uh, well, we don't people do, do that. that. We don't do that. People do that to us. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fuck all those guys. <laughs> but we're thrilled you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want yes, to say hi to Christy and Fran and Jenny and Cranky and Spirit and RJ and Gran and Amy and Sherry and Christy. Did I already say Christy? I think you I did not. Did. Oh. oh, well, if I missed you, I'm sorry, but I'm glad everybody. I'm good to see you guys here. I hope you guys had a good Memorial Weekend. As you know, we really did. We did. We had a great Hey, Amanda and Jacqueline. We got... When we got home from camping on Monday, you know, you come home and you're so freaking tired, right? And then you have to unload. And in my history, mm -hmm. if I don't unload when we get home, I might not unload for a few days. And that just does not work. Right. So right. instead, I push us. We have to unload, start the laundry, you know, just like do the basics. So we did. Mm -hmm. We were all shot. And Mars has been trying to get us to all watch uh, a man named Otto with her. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen this movie? Oh my Not God. yet. I want to. Oh. Ron and I are going to watch it. Oh, watch it. It is so sweet. It's sad, but it is so sweet. Oh my gosh. Loved it. But you guys, I, there's something wrong with us at my house. Uh-oh. This is what we, we ordered pizza. We watched uh, that movie. We watched A Man Named Otto. Like, it was very nice. And then we watched Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Wow, that's a way to. <laughs> and I'm gonna say right now, I watched Cocaine Bear, so you don't have to because holy shit, <laughs> that is a horrible movie. Yeah, I didn't see it. Mike saw it. Oh my god, he recommended I not see it. <laughs> bloodiest, grossest, craziest thing I have ever seen. Awful, awful. Hi to Mia and Jessica and E.H. and Atina. Good to see all of you. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't see Cocaine Bear. Just just don't. I mean, we're all true crimers here. You could probably handle it. But oh, my God. <laughs> it's actually based on a true story. 
Kind of. Kind of. But it's also billed as a comedy. <laughs> uh, you didn't find it so funny, huh? <laughs> I mean, I did out of shock, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was what the point was. But anyway, so you go from this, like, really wonderful and wonderfully done movie <laughs> with Otto right over to Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. It's a nope. <laughs> So what are you up to? I'm really glad I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Mike took us out to dinner. So we went out to dinner. And I don't know. I have been just really lazy since we got back from camping. Kind of ridiculously. But yeah. Yeah. Other than that, you. I'm good. You know. Yeah. We're getting ready for our first Drunkumentary episode. Don't you fret. Yes. That is coming next week. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Do we tell him? Let's not tell him. Let's let it be a surprise. Him? Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, you'll see which documentary we have chosen. Oh, my goodness. EH You're had a black it. bear with two cubs in her yard last night. <gasps> oh, but no wow. cocaine, right? Hopefully. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> they, they, were, they were sober bears. So is this normal? Do you guys get bears here and there? That's amazing. And also, did they do any things, or was it, like, a normal thing to have happen? No, no, it is not a normal thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a really shocking thing. No, the Drunkumentary is actually a new new episode type that we're going to be doing a couple of times a month. Mm -hmm. There is something new for members as well, so... There's similar, but not it's not exactly the same thing. Oh, she just moved to Vermont, so maybe the new normal? We'll find oh, out. Wow. wow. Yikes. See, I get moose. I get moose in my yard frequently in the like late fall and early spring. But uh but gosh, no bears. I get squirrels and doves. You do? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> cats. That's all. That seems like my speed. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that is very cool. I would freak out. I would be very excited course we live near yellowstone like we have a lot of bears around here we don't uh mm-hmm. we, d- we don't lack for bears that's for sure but uh still in your yard oh no mia said they had a bear a woman get attacked in her neck of the woods she went outside to call her dog in and it slapped her she was scratched and scared but mostly okay oh man Yikes. that happened to somebody in uh in the grand tetons last year mm-hmm. and got uh mauled pretty good by a grizz yeah Uh, jenny we have a a skunk that comes out at night we named him pepe of course pepe le pew we've all seen the the, uh the cartoon but guess what which we later found out that pepe is puerto rican slang for cocaine (laughs) (laughs) we've gone full circle here you've got a cocaine skunk jenny that's what i hear (laughs) oh my gosh when we were kids, yeah. our dad called our youngest, our little sister, Kara, Teener. Mm-hmm. And Teener was just, it was just a spinoff of Teeny. She was the littlest, you know, and she mm-hmm. was his little Teener. And then uh, we learned as adults that Teener is a slang uh, measurement for meth. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. We still call yeah. it that. I don't know. We do. That, that's our meth sister, but she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't do meth. meth so. <laughs> 
Well, we've got a bunch to talk about. It's, I think that like looking at crime today and like what's up in the news right now and stuff, it's, it's very, uh, we're a real calico quilt tonight. It Right? Yes. We're it's all over really, the place. Uh, we're all over the place. But let's start with Fallow because that's oh, the big news, of course, is the appeal. So let's do that. Guess who wants a brand new trial? Oh, no. Did murderer Lori Vallow. <laughs> Oh, honey. To say this is not a surprise is an understatement. It is not a surprise no, at all. No, this course. is just this is just defense attorneys doing what defense attorneys do. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to read to you. Uh, I want to read the the brief to you because I think it's important. We need to talk about it so that we all understand it because everybody kind of freaked out when this news came out. It's not surprising at all. They were saying from the yeah. very beginning of the trial that they would do this. Right. Um, so and on the grounds they did it on. Like, yep. this is- no surprise. Right. So comes now the defendant through her attorneys and pursuant to rule 34, Idaho criminal rules and Idaho code code 1924.06 moves the court for a new trial. Rule 34 of the Idaho criminal rules provides that the court may vacate any judgment and grant a new trial on any ground permitted by statute and states that the motion must be filed within 14 days of the verdict. Important to know, a lot of people were like, my God, that was fast. They only have 14 days. Mm-hmm. So the verdict in this case was filed on May 12th. So this is within the time frame. So yeah. the statute, uh, which the rule refers to is Idaho Code 1920 which provides the court that the court may grant a new trial in the following cases only. And these are the, these are the, points they're making when the jury has received any evidence out of court other than that resulting from a view of the premises when the court has misdirected the jury in a matter of law or has erred in the decision of any question of law arising during the course of the trial or when the verdict is contrary to law or evidence so let's talk about it The court misdirected the jury in a matter of law as it related to the jury instructions on conspiracy. So this is what they are alleging. The indictment filed by the grand jury on May 25th, 2021 states that the conspiracy is Chad Guy Daybell, Lori Noreen Vallow, and Alex Cox deceased and other co-conspirators both known and unknown. We knew that, right? Yeah. This is the whole thing. Common scheme conspiracy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This language clearly states that at least five people entered into a conspiracy, Chad, Lori, Alex, and other conspirators, plural. So that's where they're coming up with five. Uh The trial court, however, at the government's request, allowed the trial jury to consider a conspiracy of only two people, Lori and Chad, Lori and Alex, or Chad and Alex, Uh which is not true. It just means that the other people involved were not actually tried, but they were witnesses. Uh, This change of definition of conspiracy from the grand jury to the trial jury completely changed the complexity of the case by allowing the insertion of the and or language. For the past two years, the defense had been put on notice that the conspiracy involved at least five people. Uh The notice was clear from the language of the indictment to have the government and the court permit a conspiracy of just two people instead of five was prejudicial and unlawful and should require a new trial. That's what you call a big old reach, right? Because they've got yeah. they've got known and unknown charged and uncharged conspirators. 
Yeah. So there are unnamed conspirators. Just because they weren't named doesn't mean that they weren't included because come on, Zulema. Yeah. The Melanies, you know, yeah. like there were uh, Aubrey, Audrey, I mean, mm-hmm. there were certainly people involved who are, who were, as who were witnesses, but who very clearly did participate in parts of the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Number two, the court misdirected the jury in a matter of law as it related to the amended indictment. At the close of the evidence in this case, the government moved to amend the indictment two years after it was filed by the grand jury for a clerical error. The amendment was not a clerical error, but changed the statute in the definition of grand theft. Repeated attempts by the defense to remand the indictment last year were objected to by the government and denied by the court. The court should have likewise denied the government's request to amend the indictment. Whether the language of the grand theft charge included intent to deprive or intent to deceive was an element of proof to be determined by the trial jury and should not have been amended by the government. I mean, the reality is, is that the prosecution can amend it right up to the point that they rest their case. Yep. And that is Idaho law. So they can complain about it all they want. But the reality is, is they did it within the time frame that was allowed. Yeah. Um, also, it was the grand theft charges. I mean, if it's that serious, yeah. drop them. Who cares? Right. This, this was about the murder trial, murder charges, and the conspiracy charges. Who gives a flying fuck about the about grand the, theft charges? Right. I mean, it wouldn't matter if they were dropped. Uh, well, th- except for that, it they linked them up to the murders. It's more complicated, right. but but just the grand theft charge alone. Who cares? Right. And, you know, I mean, Idaho law says that they can amend that those charges right up until they rest their case. And yeah. they did it. And then they rested. And you might and the judge like it. Did, you yeah. know, you might think that that was dirty pool, but uh, it doesn't matter. Right. As long as it's within state law, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Uh, number three, a juror interview revealed that the jury instructions were confusing and that he knew of evidence not submitted to the jury. Juror number eight was interviewed by East Idaho News on May 17th, 2023 in Boise, Idaho. The juror and the reporter were very respectful of the process. Roughly halfway through the interview, an interesting discussion takes place for two minutes as follows. Reporter, this is Nate Eaton, uh, having seen all the evidence, all the thousands of hours spent, how would you describe the efforts of law enforcement? Juror, you know, they did a good job with what they had. I don't know that you can ever train for something like this. I think they could, did a good job with what they had. You question some things that happened. I'm sure there's a reason for it. You question how some things uh, had been, how could have been done different early on. Uh, would any of us be here? Okay. So yeah. then Nate says, do you have an example of one of those things? Juror, we didn't consider this during our deliberation because it was clear to us the instructions were clear. Arizona evidence and testimony is only for demonstrative purposes. Uh Nate says, sure, yes. And the juror says, and we were all very, very respectful of the rule, all uh, the directions that we were given. But now being removed from that, I think the police department in Phoenix had some significant red flags that they had been followed up you know, that had they been followed up on, you know, maybe we're not here. In other words, maybe, you know, if they had really investigated Charles' death the way that they should have, that um, that these murders wouldn't have happened. 
Right. So Nate says, do you mean after Charles was shot? Juror says before and after. Reporter before and after. Yes, you're right. Before he was shot with the body cam. Yeah. And he nods. And of course, this is after he has finished his jury service. Mm-hmm. So the question and answer. Where he the- has, you know, every right to learn all he wants to about Lori. He can watch every podcast on the planet of Earth. He can read every brief. He can do whatever he fucking wants. Right, which he has done, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, The question and answer between the reporter and the juror make clear that the evidence permitted under Rule 404B, Idaho Rules of Evidence, is confusing to the jury. I don't, he did not say he was confused in any way. No. The defense continually objected to 404B evidence, and that is, of course, prior bad acts. But they brought those in, you know, Charles' death and the attempted murder of Brandon Boudreaux because they were part of the common scheme. Uh-huh. Uh, the defense continually objected, blah, blah. Yeah, we know that. Arizona evidence and testimony was for was not for demonstrative purposes, as the juror stated and as the reporter agreed, but was evidence to show some other reason other than bad character. But that's not what they were directed. They were directed that it was for demonstrative purposes. Uh-huh. The demonstrative evidence allowed in this case was the summary evidence from the law enforcement witnesses. To confuse demonstrative evidence and character evidence is easy to do, hence the defense objections should have been sustained. So they're just mad that they didn't, you know. They're mad they didn't win 404B and they're just going to keep trying to fight it. Yeah. Uh, The second problem with this juror's comments are that Charles Vallow's statements to law enforcement were not part of the evidence presented in this case. Right. The juror and the reporter referred to it, but it wasn't presented in court. We can only conclude that the juror relied on information not presented in court <laughs> to reach his conclusion, which is quite can an you accusation. Though? Because this was a few days after the trial wrapped. Right. Obviously, so, he did his homework after the trial wrapped. Right. Hey, he can do that. He can do that. So Nate Eaton went back to talk to him mm-hmm. about it because... You know, he says, what about, you know, this? Yeah. And he said that he went back and watched the um, Dateline episode on it. And that he, then he knew those things, but it wasn't that he knew those things during the trial. Right. And that he wanted to make it very clear that he had not done any outside research or learned anything during the trial, but is accused Mm -hmm. of it in this brief it's actually super shitty of them to go after it is. a juror like this. Yeah. 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 And yeah, they are doing their job. It's their job. But this is not stuff that's going to stand up. No. It's just not. I mean, no. they proved that common scheme upside down and backwards. Yep. It's not like there's any question about whether they proved that common scheme or not. They did. No. And it, even the words they quote from him, from that article... He makes it really clear. And then they twist his words. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. very transparent. It is. I think the judge probably is reading that and shaking his head like, all right, well, I know you had to file something. You know you had to file something, but this is quite the stretch. Right. Well, and the, and the juror in his, in his um, interview never said that he was confused, never said that they were confused. But the implication here is mm-hmm. that, they said they were confused. It's not true. So it's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Lori and her tampon curlers. <laughs> right. That's what Cranky says. Um, hard, hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that 
you know, I mean, this is just part of the process. These are some of the things that are going to have to happen. And um, right, Samantha, they're going to try to do whatever they can to get a do-over without any of the oh, Arizona yeah. stuff in. And they're not going to get it. No. The, the judge had ample opportunity to review that and determine whether or not he felt that that was um, lawful. And he did over and, and over and over again. He was super careful. I mean, people can say whatever they want about Judge Boyce, and, and we've all had our frustrations with him. However, he is a very careful judge. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often have we seen this judge go, hmm, I need to take a recess. I need to confer with my clerks. I need to do some reading. I need to look that up. Right. He doesn't make snap judgments and snap rulings. He takes more time than people wish he would, but that's because he's been as careful as he has. Now, on issues like the cameras and stuff like that, he's been a bit of a pain in the butt, but that's those have been his choices, you know? Mm-hmm. But he has been very thorough, and I think he's been very thorough because he's never had a case this big on his uh, docket before, right. and because he didn't want a do-over. Right. I, I just think it's ridiculous, and I, mean, that was I think the whole that point the defense of, knows it's ridiculous. Yeah, that was the whole point of dropping the death penalty, was to make sure that there wouldn't, wouldn't be a do-over in this trial. Yeah. So the prosecution has a chance to file an objection to this motion. I haven't seen one so far. Um, And then the judge can schedule a hearing Uh uh, if he wants to. I'm not even sure he has to, but it it goes back. This goes back to Judge Boyce. So this isn't an appeal yet. This is, you know, asking the same judge to admit all his wrongs and give a new trial, which he's not going to (laughs) do. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, all the things we've already said. Uh, Amanda said she had jury duty and wasn't picked, but the moment she was released, she looked up all of the details about the case. Of course you did. Right. I'm sure all of these jurors did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wanted to say hi to Anita and Samantha. Yeah. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Anita said she finally caught us live. We're so glad you're here. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we have on Valo right now. Yeah. Um, we'll see if the prosecution files a response. I'm sure they will, mm-hmm. you know, this will go through all the channels like it always does, but I'm not, I'm not worried at all in reading that. I don't think that any of these are justifiable. No. Interestingly, things are dead silent with Chad. There is nothing scheduled. There is nothing filed in the last month. Nothing. Yep. Hey, Kathy. Yeah. Dead silent. Yeah. Yeah. That is very interesting. I think so, too. I went to look today because I'm like, we haven't heard a single thing out of Pryor or Chad. Well, we hadn't heard anything up until the hearing that they had, you know, partway through the trial. But right. since then, not another word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another juror said she looked up Alex because she never knew what happened to him. Yeah, of course she did. Right. I'm sure that they did a lot of that because yeah. they they never got the full story on Alex. They know he's dead, but they don't know how or why. Yeah. And, you know. Do you, Jan? You think he'll take a plea deal? I really wish he would. I don't. I do too. I really, really wish he would. I think Idaho should not. A couple of you guys said Idaho shouldn't have to pay for another trial. Idaho is $7 million in. And we still have to try that twat Brian Kohlberger. Right. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. It's so crazy. I wish he would. I, I, He should. He's an idiot not to. But he's an idiot. Yeah. There's two big egos sitting over there uh, mm-hmm. with Chad and with his attorney, Mr. John Pryor. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I know. We'll I don't know. 
I cannot imagine that any rational human being would watch the outcome of Lori's trial and go, oh, yeah, we got a shot. <laughs> like, what? No, you don't. Are you kidding yeah. me? Right. How could anybody reasonably rationally think that? But Pryor has a big ego. And I'm sure he's like, well, I would never allow that Arizona stuff in. Except and I would never, you know. He's been, uh, he hasn't said anything, but who has said a lot of things is Mark Meads. <laughs> the person who should be saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> the stuff Mark Meads has said about this case on Twitter is enough to just make you need to drink. Uh, but I, I reading that, not that Mark and uh, John Pryor are the same person, but their theories matched quite well. And we mm. thought for a while that a lot of the shenanigans and bullshit that Mark was up to, that he was being put up to stuff by Pryor, who didn't want to have to file it himself, but was getting him, getting Mark all spun up about stuff. And then he was, you know, <laughs> filing all this really nonsense. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Right. The Arizona stuff isn't that important. Bodies were found on his property. Yes. He's an idiot. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, good point, though, Cranky, that uh, she wondered if he'll never plead because he would have to uh, admit, admit to this. To, or, or no, it was Amanda, sorry, that he would have to admit this to his kids. You know, we saw just recently somebody take an Alfred plea, and there had been some comments from some of you guys like, what if Chad did that? Wouldn't that be freaking something? He would, too. Not that I think he's going to play, but if he did, it would probably can. be an Alfred. Right. I don't know. If, I don't know. I I need to look up the rules on Alfred, please. If he's even eligible for an Alfred plea, I don't know. I'm not sure. I would think he is, but. That would be just gross as hell. Right, Paula, he's true. out of staters. You know, it's funny because Idahoans hate out of staters. Not right. me personally at all, actually. But, uh. You know, all of the locals around here are like, don't move here. Idaho's full. Especially from here, if you're from California. My God, it terrifies them. But anyway, in this case, like Paula said, these out-of-staters who come to Idaho to commit murder, right? It cost us many millions of dollars. Except yeah. Chad's an in-stater, so. True. Well, I mean, for a few years, but he actually is from Utah. Yeah. Right, Amanda, and that's true. I mean, would the prosecution even offer an Alfred plea? Because they can't do anything unless the prosecution offers them the uh, the opportunity to plead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the judge would have to accept an Alfred, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is so funny, isn't it, Pam, that uh, Lori's sentencing date is uh, Harry Potter's birthday? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, poor Chad is now living with a new set of Dursleys. <laughs> <laughs> she is. They're both going to Azkaban. There. Yeah. Chad's in mini Azkaban now, but he is. <laughs> so is Lori, sort of. But yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, all's quiet at the jail, though. It seems like she just went right back to uh, business as usual there. So mm -hmm. there isn't much to say about how she's doing there. It seems like she's just back to her home away from home. I mean, it's been her home for three years. Right. <clears throat> I would really like to talk to somebody that uh, has been incarcerated with her now, though, now that she's been convicted, just yeah. for, you know, their perspective of like, how do the other inmates feel about being in there with her? Right. You know? It's not like there's a question anymore and she's not going to get special treatment like she was before because she's convicted now. Right. Now they don't really care. <laughs> no, she can go bonkers if she wants to because she's convicted. Right. Well, and they're not as... uh 
course, she, well, they are. I mean, she's on suicide watch and she will be until she gets sentenced and sent to her next destination, uh, which sounds like will be Arizona real darn quick. Yeah. Which, bring it on. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. All righty. Well, let's move on to a few other things. We told you guys last week about uh, the bison, the baby bison that a tourist had uh, pulled out of the river and, you know, basically caused his baby's demise. And Mm -hmm. anyway, that dude has already been found and pled guilty. It's done. Well, good for him. Right. At least he just kind of owned up to it. And I mean, it's not a lot. It's a $500 fine, a $500 community service payment to the Yellowstone Forever Wildlife Protection Fund. A $30 special assessment and a $10 processing fee. Well, I mean. <clears throat> His name is Clifford Walters of Hawaii. Oh, Clifford, it sucks to suck, man. Just stay out of Yellowstone, yeah. okay? Just uh-huh. Stay out of Yellowstone. Right. That should come with a lifetime ban, shouldn't it? Like, I would don't, think. don't come back. Yeah. Yo- Yosemite has room for you. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Yosemite's like, no, we're full. No, want him either. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, at any rate, at least they found the person and they find them. It's important to me that they do so that other tourists will get the hint. Like we're not just saying, yeah. hey, don't do it. We will prosecute you if you do it. You yeah, know, we will. Yeah. Because my goodness, the pictures coming out of Yellowstone already this year are. Uh, I can't we, believe we haven't had more Gorings yet because holy cow. The, the bison have been pretty uh, understanding so far this year. The selfies, man. Women getting very close to enormous bison to get a selfie with them. Yeah. So stupid. What are you doing? But anyway, no one's really been mauled so far this year or gored. And I'm completely amazed. But anyway, they did uh, get there. Uh, Keegan Klein. Keegan Klein. This is one of the suspects from Delphi, right? And he has been, he pled guilty in a child porn, a bunch of child porn charges. And they still haven't said that he is or isn't still a suspect in Delphi. In fact, they've kind of leaned towards that he is, that maybe there is something going on here still with him. But apparently he, right after he pled guilty, he fired his attorney and claims that he didn't actually get to see most of the evidence that was being levied against him. And his new attorneys had kind of put uh, the brakes on things and said that he may be changing his plea. Well, now that he's seen all of the evidence against him, he says, nah, I think I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. It's only 25 counts, including right, like- child pornography and child solicitation. I mean, I'm guessing when he looked at the uh, evidence, he realized that they have way more against him than he ever realized. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's so crazy and gross. So anyway, he's not changing his plea. He is still going to plead guilty. His sentencing is coming up very soon. So um, yeah, have the day you deserve, Keegan Klein. Yes, absolutely. The thing is with Keegan Klein, he's not going anywhere. No, they can figure him out with Delphi whenever because yeah. he's not. He's not going anywhere. 
no, for sure. They've got all the time in the world. So uh, speaking of trials and retrials, Christy, talk to us about Danny Masterson. Danny F. Masterson, mm -hmm. which if you are a fan of that 70s show, I hope you join me in fury over this. Mm -hmm. I love that 70s show. And, and that Masterson. character, damn yes, it. Character. Yeah. So Masterson was convicted today on two counts of rape. They occurred somewhere between 2001 and 2003. Uh, and he's facing 30 years to life. Uh -huh. So this was a retrial because the first trial, the jury hung. Um, but they did uh, determine that he is guilty of two counts of rape. Uh, the jury deliberated for more than seven days. And the third count of rape resulted in a hung jury with eight to four jurors uh, voting in favor of conviction. So they got him on two of three. Uh-huh. Um, there's this whole weird thing with him because he's a Scientologist and there's uh -huh. been some weird shit with the Scientology uppity ups trying to get involved in this and uh -huh. potentially interfere, which has been gross. And the dude is a rapist. What the fuck are you doing? You know, um, the whole thing has just been really aggravating to me. So he went immediately to jail and he will be, he's remanded. His next hearing will be on August 4th. So, yeah. I mean, he's going thir away 30 years to life. So he's going to go away for a while. Um, he has been out on bond. This is part of the scandal around the Scientology situation. His bond was $3.3 million, his bail. And he uh -huh. has been out because of this since january of 2021 which holy shit you know yeah um you know he and his wife are pretending to be in complete shock blah 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 it's pretty clear he's a piece of shit rapist so danny masterson you suck and thanks for ruining that 70s show bye-bye uh -huh. that's what i have to say about that <laughs> yeah boo on you danny really yeah well, there's a really interesting trial getting ready to start. And it is Scott Peterson and not the Scott Peterson that you think you know. Mm -hmm. A different, this is Scott with one T. This is Scott Peterson, who was the sheriff's deputy, who was the school security guard at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. You remember who hid? Who hid mm -hmm. during oh, the shooting yes, yes. and didn't do a goddamn thing to protect the children or the staff there. Well, he got charged and good. good. But on that note, where are charges in Uvalde? Where are charges in Uvalde? Oh my God, right? Maybe this will set some stage here. But at I any hope rate, so. yes, the one who bravely ran away. Yep, bravely ran away and hid in a stairwell and saved himself. Yep, that guy. So he has been charged with seven counts of felony child neglect. Wow. And they just started uh, selecting jurors today. Or this week, at any rate. Uh, they called 300 jurors. And of those 300, they've narrowed it down now to 55 finalists. It's like the game show nobody wanted to be in. Right. So 
oh, this started on Monday. So on Monday, they brought those 55 in and they're trying to narrow them down. And two of the jurors uh, insisted on speaking to the judge alone. And one of them said, there's no way I can sit on this jury. I'll tell you right now that man's a coward. And that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, you can go. And the other one said, uh, yeah, my boss's daughter was shot in that. So you probably don't really oh, want me. Oh, God. Right. Luckily, she was only injured. But uh, yeah. But still, to know oh, somebody that had a child that was in yeah. that shooting. Oh, God. They don't really want you. Yeah. So he's 60 years old now, and he is the first U.S. law enforcement officer that's prosecuted for their alleged actions or inaction during a school shooting. Well, hopefully not the last. And according to the AP, there are still potential charges coming in Uvalde. Well, there better the hell be charges in Uvalde. Yep. God. Yep. Uh, his attorney says he's calling 22 witnesses who thought the shots came from outside. And that's his defense is that he says he ran in a different direction because he thought the shots were coming from outside. Did he then turn back around when he figured that wasn't true? Mm, no, 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 he yeah. did not. So it'll be really interesting interesting to see. Opala said a friend was called for jury duty and was excused because he was on the prosecution's witness list. Oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> yeah, that would be a thing. That'd be a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that one, but that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it pretty is. Pretty fascinating to see that happen. And I think the outcome of this could definitely set the stage for what goes on with Uvalde, but I'm still holding a lot of space for charges in Uvalde. There should be. There, there have got to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there really needs to be a message sent so yep yeah if you're going to sign up to protect kids then you have to actually do that yep and if you don't want to do that then don't take that job it's not no. that hard so christy talk to us about uh top of the fos list for always and king douchebag joran vandersloot <laughs> right guys Joran Vandersloot got beat up in jail. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, darn. This is Joran <laughs> Vandersloot. If you don't remember who he is, he is a suspect in the disappearance of Natalie Holloway. If you'll recall, that happened in 2005. He is mm -hmm. the prime suspect in her disappearance. So uh, he is in a prison in Peru awaiting extradition to the United States. He's supposed to be, he's scheduled to be extradited to the U.S. So, to be um, tried on yeah. Natalie Holloway's disappearance. But guess what, yeah. guys? He got beat up in prison. Oh, yeah. darn. So he's accused of taking, listen, this is, this trash here. <coughs> he has been accused of taking $25,000 in down payments from Natalie Holloway's family for the false location of her remains. So not only is he charged with her murder, but he was extorting her family for money because Natalie Holloway has never been found. I mean, yeah. What trash. Mm -hmm. He is the absolute worst. He's actually in prison in mm -hmm. Peru because he's been sentenced to 28 years for the death of Stephanie Flores in Lima, yeah. Peru in 2010, which was five years after Natalie Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, 
always his um attorney has been asked that he'd be moved to a separate wing of the prison after he got beat up over the weekend yeah don't care no one cares yeah. trash but yeah it was right before he was supposed to come to the u.s yeah yeah he probably started it oh he probably did he's a real ass Mm-hmm. But listen to this. This is what his attorney said. Given Joran Vandersloot's public profile, public profile, uh, being well known as being a trash murderer and blackmailer, uh, there is legitimate concern regarding his safety inside the prison. It is necessary to ensure that he is not a victim of violence, assaults, or any other form of abuse by other inmates. Gee, Joran, uh, taste of your own medicine much? And then they say it's essential to remember that all people, regardless of their background or crimes committed, have the right to be treated with dignity and respect. I don't know about that. Yeah. 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 We don't care if you get beat up in prison. We don't care at all. No, we do not. Not in the least. Disgusting. So here he is again, prior to being beat up in prison. Remember how he used to think he was really something? He was a ladies' man, y'all. Oh, yeah, real ladies' man. He had to get women by murdering them, sure. Mm-hmm. He is super gross. Incel, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Deb said that Uvalde happened the last day her child was in high school, and the other one was in middle school, because she was the one who organized the walkout in her building. Well, good for her, Deb. Nice. I love it. Gen Z is my favorite. They are absolutely mm-hmm. my favorite. Absolutely. Yep. Well, one of you guys mentioned Crumbly, and I hadn't had him on my list, but I did have something to say about Crumbly's. They have appealed again because uh, they just still cannot fathom that they actually have to be held to account for what they did. They just think that being asked to parent their kid is just too damn much. Mm -hmm. So they have appealed the involuntary manslaughter bind over to Michigan. And it's anyway, it's headed to Michigan Supreme Court. Their attorneys already been denied once. Yeah. But their attorneys say the judge abused her discretion when she sent the case to circuit court to stand trial. Oh, darn it. The the Supreme Court can choose to hear their argument or not. I'll Mm -hmm. bet you they don't. I'll bet. I I would bet they don't too. Nah, have your trial, boys and girls. You're all done here. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, we have a really interesting uh, DNA for the win. So thank yes. you to Fran for sending it to me because it is such a great one. I'm going to show you this sweet lady right here and this trunk. Ever heard of the lady in the trunk? Mm-hmm. Well, the trunk lady finally has a name. This trunk was found on Halloween 53 years ago in Florida. Oh, wow. In the woods. And they have finally been able to find out who she is. Apparently, she was exhumed in 2010. Mm. And they still didn't come up with anything. Uh, The teeth and bone samples they had were too degraded. But then they were able to get a sample of her hair and skin that was taken during the original autopsy. Uh, They found that this year. And St. Petersburg cold case detective Wally Pavleski sent it to a lab for DNA testing. And it didn't take long for them to identify her. So her name, 
Oh, good Lord. I don't know why they make these articles the way they are. Sylvia June Atherton. Oh, wow. She was 41. She was a mother of five from Tucson. My God. Mm-hmm. So, but it's really, it opens up a new mystery. So, they found her daughter, a woman named Sillen Gates. And Sillen said it was shocking because it had been so many years. Uh, she said, we had no idea whatever happened to her. And she was only five. Her mom left Tucson for Chicago in 1965. Mm-hmm. She said that she left with her husband, a man named Stuart Brown, and three of her children, Kimberly Ann Brown, an adult son, Gary Sullivan, and an adult daughter, Donna Lindhurst, along with Donna Lindhurst's husband, David Lindhurst. They all left together to go to Chicago. Now, this little girl and her 11-year-old brother stayed in Tucson with their father, her ex-husband. So they were there. And she loads up and takes off for Chicago with her husband and three of her kids and a son-in-law. And then they never heard from her again. She said uh, she thought at some point her mother would surface that they'd hear from her, but they never, ever did. So Mm -hmm. Gary Sullivan eventually came back to Tucson. And without her, I never said shit. Uh, she had used ancestry to try to find her mother and her sisters with no luck. She didn't had never heard of the trunk lady case because she was little, you know, mm-hmm. and because it happened in Florida, and so she had no idea until law enforcement reached out to her that uh, this was even a possibility. Wow! So Stuart Brown, the husband, mm-hmm. uh, he went to Las Vegas eventually. He died in Vegas in 1999. He never listed Alverton uh, as missing, and he did not include her name on the bankruptcy filings. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why didn't they arrest him clear back then for that? Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Now, get this. The officer from Florida who has put this case together said, this is where, like, amateur sleuths will come in. This is where we're asking for assistance to put the pieces together. Well, thank you, sir. (laughs) Usually law enforcement is like, amateur sleuths, get the hell out. And he's like, hey, what do y'all know? Right. Because this is a mystery. It's a Well, and it's the case that a lot of people have followed for a long time. It's one of those, like the boy in the box, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, that people have known about for a long time. Mm -hmm. Also, the other two daughters have never been located. We don't know if they're missing people or not. Uh, We have no idea. Kimberly Ann Brown was only about five at the time. Wow. So we have no idea where the sisters are. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. So there's a big hope here that as this story catches some steam and that hopefully lots of uh, podcasts and news and everybody will talk about this case and share her picture and her story that maybe those sisters will be found and can start uh, helping to put some uh, pieces of the puzzle together. But uh, you sure got to wonder what the hell Stuart Brown, right? He never reported his wife missing. He never included her in financial documents after that. He knew she was dead. He knew she was dead. Yeah. you No shocker there. Wow. Yep. Well, I'm glad at least she has a name. Yep. 
Yep, absolutely amazing. So big, uh, big loves to her family. Her sister said it's a, or her, sorry, her daughter said it's a sad relief, you know, to know what actually happened to her mom because she just always kind of thought she had just been abandoned by her. Right. Why else would she think anything otherwise? Right. Well, obviously not because her dad didn't tell her because what a jackass. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Cranky said Madison Scott's remains have been found. She was I a 20-year-old who went missing in Canada in 2011. There's a documentary. Oh, we'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I read something about that today. That's awesome. Good. Glad she was um, found. And agreed, Jenny. The DHS mm -hmm. caseworkers and judge in the Harmony Montgomery case need to be prosecuted. Right? Absolutely. So does her dad. Hello? Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Harmony well, Montgomery case is... They're in the such... process of uh, prosecuting him, but... I know. Finally. But yeah, the Harmony Montgomery case is one of those cases that absolutely is so infuriating to me. Mm -hmm. That and, well, Oakley Carlson. Yeah, I know. Every time Harmony comes up, the first thing I think about is Oakley. Yeah, because yeah. they their their stories came out around the same time. They did. They did. And they were we had both that cases. year where a lot of four-year-olds went missing yes. under very suspicious circumstances. Yeah, that cute little blonde girl from uh, Tennessee, Summer. Summer? Yeah, Summer Wells. Yeah, Summer Wells. She's another uh, one. This one. Ariel Kalua. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The West Boys. Like, it all was kind of, like, yeah. in a short time frame. Now the West finally have justice. And now we'll see. So Adam Montgomery is facing trial. But uh, where is Harmony? Where is Harmony, for yeah. God's sake? Well, and see, it looks like stepmom took a plea deal so that she could uh, save herself. Yeah. Uh, however, she has a pile of charges, too, and is probably not getting out of prison anytime soon. But mm -hmm. uh, but where's Harmony? Come on. Yeah. And now next month, of course, or no, in July, sorry, uh, the Kaluas stand trial for Ariel. Yes. And that's a that's big one that we're going to be keeping lots of eyes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. There's another one too, and I can't not remember her name, but she, it was mom and boyfriend, and they were caught and are in the middle of being tried as well. I can't believe I can't say her name. Anyway, a bunch we of had them. So many of yeah. these cases in like a six month period. It was insane. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, multiples of them involved involve child protective services, the foster care system. And bio families mm -hmm. and adoptive families and a big in multiple mess. states in multiple states yeah, yeah. yep Shining yep big bright light on what a mess that system is oh my gosh oh yeah yeah so much yeah so well that's what we've got that's those are the cases that really jumped up uh, front and center for us today it's true when school closed down during the pandemic it caused a lot of problems and abuse it did. Mm -hmm. It definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Kids went missing during lockdown. Um, CPS wasn't uh, going in homes during lockdown. And right. so abuse was right. a lot more prevalent. Yeah. It's the worst side of the pandemic, besides the fact what it did to our economy. But mm -hmm. but I, I could, I'll take the shitty economy over the abuse and murdered children. That just, yeah. 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 I know. It's horrifying. Yep. I mean, it would have been great if none of it ever happened and there never was Corona or right. COVID, but, you know, turns out we're just human and over here. <laughs> and, does. and shit certainly does happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, we do have uh, a new Patreon out and a brand new one coming out tonight. You know, nothing like sliding in sideways on the very last day, but that's what we we're doing. We have a tendency to do that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jenny said, DHS wouldn't remove my kids from their abusive dad. I finally got custody and found out my Dawn had a brain tumor about two weeks from dying. Oh, DHS, or DHS never came back once I got custody. Oh, oh Jenny, I'm sorry. Wow, oh, your son. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. so sorry. Wow. We've been through it, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, here we are. So we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully a little more consistent with uh, yeah. all of our episodes. But, yes, our first documentary will be next week. We're very mm -hmm. excited for it. And, uh <laughs> it's gonna be good. It I'll is. tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want to watch for that. Yeah, gotta get stocked up on gin. Yep. <laughs> All righty, guys, have a very good night. Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back shortly. What day is the drunk humanity? Oh, I don't know. It could be Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, we're not sure I'm what day. Try and get yet. back to our regular Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're trying desperately to get there. <laughs> yeah. We're still recovering from Vallow in some ways, frankly. Oh, he's good now. Oh, Jenny. So you got your son when he was in horrific shape. You were able to get him the health care that he needed and save his life. Wow. Oh, wow. You are a rock star, sister. Yes, you are. That's wonderful. Yeah. Will the documentary be live? It could be. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. These things, we're, we're shaking this stuff out, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we're trying a few new things, you know, trying to avoid burnout and just, you know, for you guys and us and, you know, mm -hmm. always try a new thing. So we'll see. Thank you, Jan, so much. We really appreciate all of you guys for being here with us. And mm -hmm. if you uh, watched our episode that rolled out last night, um, some really new cases there, too, that we're keeping a really close eye on. There's a lot yeah. going on. <clears throat> there sure is. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, but a lot of trials right now. Mm -hmm. And we'll keep a really close eye on that Marjorie Stoneman Douglas trial. That to me is like really, really That's precedent setting stuff. And we, yeah, we need to see how yeah. they're going to handle that. Yeah, most definitely. Yep. All righties. Well, this has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody.